I said something for the original open of this cold open, but I can't remember what exactly I said in the first attempt to do this. So in the second attempt, I'm just going to give it right to Shane. Uh, I'm sure it would be great, but it's not me today. It's our great friend. Sure to be a great guest. Curtis, throwing to you. Hey, everybody. How you doing? That's where I do my line. <laughs> you ever <laughs> you <laughs> <hear your> line? <laughs> no, leave that. Leave that. That was amazing. No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. <laughs> well, we weren't very... Shane and I should have been a little bit more clear. Yeah, we're kind of... Just, <laughs> we've done this so many times that we oh, could have yeah. definitely explained that better. We set our poor buddy Curtis up for failure there. He didn't realize that when Shane was throwing to him, that was when he was going to do his <laughs> his line. And he had a and he had a great line. Now let's hear it, Curtis. Let's hear it. You ever seen a man throw a pair of shoes? And there's his there's his Scorpio, and of course Homer's brilliant reply. I still don't know if that was improv or not. I should look that up. If Dan, I want to say actually, most of that was improv, especially the Albert Brooks parts, right? Like the yeah, man, just a genius. He could 100%. he could riff like crazy. So we are coming to the end of season three with uh, Oh Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes, a sequel of sorts to Unky Herb. And uh, joining Shane and I for this one is our, our good buddy from work, Curtis Lou. Curtis, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Happy to finally be on this. Thanks, guys. We, we, yeah, we've been trying to get Curtis on. He's a big fan uh, like us. I, I think even – so we all work for the same company. I don't know what it is about this company and Simpsons fans, but there's a ton of them. And um, Curtis, your picture on – your 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 avatar on Slack wasn't didn't you and I have the same one or I have the same one now? It's the Homer oh, who's eating the cake. Mine's Homer disappearing into the bush in the Terminator. The Terminator <laughs> oh, right. I knew you had a Homer one. I couldn't remember what it was, but yes, we do. Uh, mine's the one he sends when he's eating the cake when he sends his application letter into college. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good stuff, uh, good stuff all around. And uh, Curtis, Curtis is definitely. You know, we're, we're, you know, Shane and I are just in the middle here, but Curtis, he does the noble job within our company. He works in the, in the charitable side of things. That must be a pretty cool job, eh? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always something that I wanted to do uh, growing up. Uh, I always knew that sport had a big impact on my life and I, I wanted to, to work in a place that where I could just, I could just kind of give back to sport in the ways that it gave back to me, uh, to people who, who may not have access to it. Um, you know, I've, I got the chance to work with you guys in a very, very important part of the business as well. And it's just, it's such a cool, it's such a cool place to do it at MLC Foundation and see so many people work across some sort of marketing function to, to do this sort of work. So really rewarding. It's a great place. Super fun, super honest work. Couldn't ask for more. Yeah. And, and you know, our, the company we work for is so, the umbrella is so big. There's so many different branches and stuff, but there, like I said, there are so many Simpsons fans and it seems like sports fans and Simpsons fans kind of go hand in hand. I still don't know why. Do you have a, do you have any theories as to why that is? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I think I want to say that. I think that the Simpsons, like, I think the, the sports industry is kind of an outgoing place. And I think that people who watch The Simpsons have like found their tribe and have gotten really comfortable being outgoing <laughs> around those people. So it's it's kind of I a think that's fair, yeah. Of a feather situation, like you know that's what I mean? Not, yeah, that's not a bad explanation. I, I kind of get yeah. that, right? Like it's I, maybe it's just like personality traits. Like it's in The, the yeah. Simpsons is such a a show that. I guess outgoing people love to to chat about and share it's, references. It's, it's with given us the co- it's given us the confidence to be ourselves with each other. 
that's kind of true. You know, it's, it's, it's a bonding saying. tool. Shane yeah. and I bonded over yeah. Simpsons years ago when uh, it was probably the first thing we really bonded over. Right, Shane? Oh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, just randomly saying lines of the show. And then you're like, wait, you're referencing that. It's like, oh, you reference that. And it's like, oh, I guess we're I'd friends now. That, I'd say that's <laughs> 46% of my interactions is, is that. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair number for yeah. for the good Simpsons fans like us. How did you get into the show, though? Like, what what was your uh, kind of intro to the Simpsons when you were growing up? I don't think it's dissimilar to a lot of people my age. So I'm I'm going on I'm 29 now, going on 30, and I, I my parents didn't like we didn't have like basic cable growing up. We had the the TV that was hooked into the ground and whatever was on was on like CBC, CTV, Omni One, Omni Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so my experience was just I'd, I'd come home after school and you'd get the whole the good hour and a half of Simpsons if you got home and did your homework right before five o'clock. So you're going five o'clock CBC and an hour of it on Omni One. Um, and it was just honestly like it was kind of skirting behind my parents' back and watching it huh. uh, before it got into the whole Family Guy and, and like Seinfeld era um, or, or whatever was on Omni One at the time, but. Yeah, you get a good ninety minutes in. It's I, I didn't know it would be enough to stick. I didn't know ninety minutes a day for for five years would be enough to stick for your whole life. But there you go. I wonder how many people around our age, we're all pretty close in the same age, had that exact story growing up. Because in Southern Ontario, like Curtis is right, you had CBC the uh, five o'clock. You knew the Simpsons were coming on, and then the the Omni Channel Channel. I think it was four for me. Uh, you knew that you were getting more Simpsons too at six, and then you're right. They went to six thirty, didn't they? Wasn't it? Or was yeah. it five thirty and six? And then, yeah, I think it was five thirty and six thirty on Omni One, and then you'd get Friends. Yeah. Ex- yes. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a ton of Simpsons to be had right around that time. It was it was a good show to put on as you were, uh, you know, watching dinner, and like you said, you do your homework, and it was kind of something to look forward to. So mm-hmm. I wonder how many people not just in Canada, but even in the U S who, whatever channel they were watching down mm-hmm. there probably had a similar story. Uh, There's something the about that programming though. It's like, we have so many choices now. Everything is basically on demand. You can stream whatever you want, whenever you want. There's something about being it not in your control. The old TV guide days mm-hmm. where it's like, you had to watch it this time to watch what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, now there's just too many options. I don't know about you guys, but like sometimes I just spend like half an hour looking at stuff, not actually watching, just looking at thumbnails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to watch? Um, but yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that's a good point, Shane. There was just like, that was the thing. And that was probably, it probably was the best option, especially when you're a kid, right? You don't really, um, you know, there, there are only certain things that really appeal to you. And that was something that could appeal to both parents and children, right? Mm-hmm. Or I guess older, older children, young teens uh, type of group. So this one here is one that, uh, that we're going to be taking a look at here with Oh Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes, one of my favorites growing up. And I think part of the reason was uh, I loved I loved the whole Unky Herb storyline and uh, like the character and stuff and that Homer ruined his life basically <laughs> in the first meeting. Uh, I also love that he invents something that, you know, it's, it's something that 30 years later is still very desirable. Like imagine how much money you would make if you could uh, actually put together what Unky Herb was going for. Um, there are. I, I bet I, that's a thing now. I bet that's a thing. It's got to be close, right? It's, it's got to be a baby app out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so 
I only think of Unky Herb as appearing in the first one, and this one's kind of like his send-off. I have looked it up. He does appear in a third episode much, much later on, but because it's a newer episode, I haven't seen it. Mm. Uh, I have I have seen very, very few past season Shannon and I the same. I'm not sure if you're in the same boat, Curtis, but past like season 18, 19, there are very, very few episodes I watched because the quality started to really dip. That's when I kind of gave up. Oh, on the that's, show. that's much further than I've than than what I've lived in, yeah. Right. So it it's tough to uh to kind of, you know, watch some of those episodes. So I never actually I've never seen the third Anki Herd episode. So just based on having no knowledge of whatever that third episode, that storyline is, if you had to on the fly right now come up with a storyline for for Anki Herb, because they 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 specifically did this one, this particular episode, because a lot of people were upset with how Homer killed his career and killed his company and they wanted to see a happier ending. Mm-hmm. So to have him back for a third story, if you had to think of something off the top, what would you, what would you do? What's kind of like something that you could see as a storyline? Mm. Yeah. Putting us on the spot here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, am. Oh, I, don't, yeah I, am. I don't think you could, could you contain that to one episode or would you have to do it in the way that they did Unky Herb and they did, uh, Oh brother, can you spare two dimes? Like, would you, you have can- to split it up? Yeah, you could split it up. You could okay. do it in just one. Yeah. So if it, let's just say if you if you split it up. So let's say Homer um, ruins him again and then makes it up again. If that's the way you want to go about it, how would you go yeah. about it? I that's think. I, I think I, I would. Oh, so you have an idea? I have one too. Go for it. I, no, you go. You, you go to Urshan. <laughs> Okay. Oh man! Can, for all of our listeners here, yes, we're all Canadian. Um, and that was the most Canadian moment we've had in a long time. No, you go. No, it's okay. So oh, no, no, you. Um, and then you know the crosswalk is now a stop. You know because everyone. Anyways, um, so my idea is Unky Herb and Homer reconcile their differences and they meet Homer's mom. And oh. it's like kind of like a like a kind of like a family get together, but not quite. And maybe throw uh, Grandpa Simpson in, in there as well. Um, that could be like a like a family get together episode. Okay. Okay. Definitely not where I was gonna gonna go with that one. You're go- so you're thinking more of the sentimental type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We we've had yeah. Homer ruin his life twice. Let's like be a little wholesome. I want to think because if you think about, I can't. This episode ends well, right? It ends with yeah. how this ends with like Herb making his fortune back and. He giving buys back, home the chair. Buys home of the chair. Right. <laughs> he buys. He, I think he wants to get Bart an NRA membership. Yes, or something yes. like that. Yep. And that, like, to me, that's her believing on good terms. And so, like, I don't know if 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 my I like Shane's idea of something completely not related to the inventor trope that that Herb is. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm trying to think if I if I, if I would lean back into that for one one last go. I want to say it would be something like almost like the uh, the globe the the Globex um, episode. Like yeah, yeah. In which in which Homer is forced to make a choice between money and and and, and grandeur, like Herb. Her. I know that they they already kind of did this in the first go around, but like. You know, after all the trials that they've had, Herb comes to Homer with like, "This is some. This is an invention that can work for all of us." And I know, 
you're not the best suited for the job. Like we're, we're prepared to move this thing forward. And Homer has the opportunity to, to do that or, you know, at, at the cost of like being with his family or something. And ultimately mm-hmm. he turns down, um, he turns down an opportunity that Herb's giving him for the sake of his family, something like that. Um, Cause I think I, I, to me, when you when we did oh, oh, oh brother where art thou I find the writing behind Homer was still kind of like getting getting a little bit fleshed out and I, I find that later in the in the later episodes that Homer really was written as this bumbling idiot kind of guy but would would do anything for his family and that's kind of where the heart of to me Homer Simpson is so for me it'd be it'd be something like that Homer having to make a choice between the prospect of invention and riches and and again just picking between his family. Okay, so another another pretty sentimental route. And yeah, it would kind of show that Homer's the family man in in the grand scheme of things because he ends up doing something that would benefit his family. Mm-hmm. I'd go a different kind of a different route in that Herb slowly builds up his fortune and expands to the point where he's basically a Simpsons version of Jeff Bezos, and he has like an Amazon type facility uh, of of all different pockets across the U.S. and he gives Homer one of the factories to run but through sheer dumb luck you think homer is going to cause cause chaos he actually makes it into the most profitable center uh kind of he, he ends up essentially being like michael scott in the office he has no idea what he's really doing but somehow everything goes up and everything works unky herb actually gets jealous of homer's because the board starts starts to talk about hey what's this guy doing he gets jealous of homer and sabotages the the plant um, that Homer is is overseeing that operation, uh, but then he comes to realize that what he did was wrong, and he he makes amends uh, with his brother and offers him an unlimited supply of whatever he needs one one item from uh, from his company that Amazon type thing for life and Homer picks some Duff beer and that's kind <laughs> of how I go. Uh, on that one because uh i think it would just be kind of a different thing to see like that homer actually see like he gets he 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 looks like the 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 brains of the business side uh even though he really doesn't know what he's doing and uh like herb can't just he just can't figure out how is this idiot more successful than i am that's kind of the way i'd go uh with that one though it would be tough to because you you make unky herb kind of look jealous and kind of like an idiot so you kind of have to be sure sure yeah. No, but right? that, I like that because I think to to introduce this jealous element of Herb, that's not something you see in the first two instances you get him, right? You get him as one this this um you know, pretty this nice genius, guy, genius, yeah, he's a genuine kind of guy. The second you get this kind of more vindictive, take advantage of you type of guy. So I guess you kind of get the jealous side, but but no, I like that. And I like to think that um in the, in this in this scenario that the reason one of the reasons Homer is so successful at this is because you somehow write Carl back into this story. Um, remember in the very very early episodes the Carl that assistant that he got. When oh, he, that Carl! Yeah, I yeah. thought you were talking about Car- and Carl. Oh, no, oh, yeah, that's I that's really, that. Yes. that was a great character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It turns Not out he's it. like the assistant manager, and Homer doesn't remember him. Exactly. Exactly. That would be, yeah, I like that. Carl. My that's mother told me never to that's kiss a, a fool. See, we've come up with so many good storylines for future Simpsons episodes on this uh, this series that 
I don't know why Al Jean and Mike Reese, because I know they listen. They listen to this every single week, and they still have a <laughs> oh, yeah. really, uh, paying <laughs> job. So I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're doing. We'll see. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> but let's get to this one in particular. So we've come up with our our alternate storylines for, I guess, not alternate, but third version, um, Unky Herb storylines. Now, when it comes to this one, Curtis, you told us that. Uh, off the bat as we were getting prepped for the episode this one's a little bit hazy in your yeah in your memory right yeah hazy's uh i think that's a good word to describe it i it's it's honestly like my watching periods was like mainly seasons five to eight when mm-hmm. i was a kid so this one really exists on the fringe of, of my memory right it's kind of early in this earlier yeah. anyways in the syndication cycle like when they're going through that, those four through nine kind of seasons really, uh, they always seem to be on. Um, so yeah, I, I, I get that. So if you have to give it your out of 10 rating, what are you going with for your pre-rating? Without a fresh memory of how this episode goes, I'm going to start at a seven. To be fair. Start at a seven. So a solid, That's fair. A solid yeah. B minus. Uh, yeah. That seems like a pretty reasonable number for somebody who doesn't, hasn't watched this episode in, in quite a while, but has, you know, a little bit of memories, a few memories about it. Oh, I try, to, series, I try right? to be reasonable. Yeah. Try to be reasonable. Look at that. Reasonable guy. <laughs> exactly. Reasonable man. He's humble. He does mm. stuff. He, he's, he's doing, he's doing great work with the kids. What a guy. Mm. We need to give Curtis some sort of award here. Shane, what's your, uh, what's your rating though for this one? Uh, I'm going to go in with an 8.5. I think this is going to be, you know, basically an, an A episode. Maybe I'll go higher up after we're done, but I remember this having a lot of gags. Um, I still think I may like Oh Brother, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou better, uh, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, you ended up going with an 8.8 on, on that one. The 8.5, pretty fair. I'm going to go with an 8.7. I'm with you on this one, Shane, in that I do remember some really good things about this episode. I was a fan of the storyline in general, and... Uh, it it's kind of creative. It's something that, like I said, 30 years later, people would just toss their money at if they, uh, if something like this worked as it does in the show. So I, yeah, I think we got some good stuff here. I think we're going to be, I think Curtis is going to be pleasantly surprised. There are probably going to be a few gags that you and I, Shane might remember that he might be forgetting about having not watched it in a while, but uh, yeah, let's just get right to it. Oh brother, can you spare two times or whatever I said, dimes, times, <laughs> something like that. Let's just get to the damn episode. All right, here we go with the episode title that I messed up just a couple of seconds ago. But uh, this one's weird because, it, it, like I said in Bart's Friend Falls in Love, it's the season three finale, but it's like in between season three and season four. Um, also, I will not fake seizures is a chalkboard yeah, gig. Not bad. This is a great way to end season three. Yeah, it was promoting some stupid Martin Lawrence show on Fox, and uh, the writers had to make this extra episode. It came out in a weird August 27th, 1992, and so, uh, you know, rarely do you see, especially for that time, anything new on TV before September. So, pretty rare instance, and whatever that, the Martin Lawrence show, which was just called Martin, I'm sure was powerfully, powerfully unfunny. So, I don't think... Never watched it personally, but yeah, it sounds bad. Yeah, whatever the rub is that the Simpsons they were hoping to get from it uh, didn't really happen. That was the day and age where they were just taking stand-up comedians and giving them shows. Yeah, hoping probably that's probably it. They were hoping to catch the next Seinfeld, right? Yeah, Keep or like top, everybody yeah. loves Raymond or something. Yeah. Yeah, 
decent coach gig. Family does other car wheels. Obviously, I like yeah, to this think one... Bart's a better gymnast than we think. Well, he, cause he, he is. Cause yeah. he, he's so fluent in ballet later, right? Yes. Because there was a physical today, huh? Yeah. Hey, Homer, can I borrow your underwear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, this man has 104% body fat. Hey, no eating in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. Shane, you usually struggle with these, but when this one came out, yeah, the, uh, the Blue Jays, they made a big trade for their World Series run, getting a pitcher from the New York Mets. Maybe Curtis can help you out here. Do you know who that pitcher was? Oh, I'm never going to be able to help with that. Yeah, I don't watch baseball, really. <laughs> so the only time I watch baseball is when people drag me to games. So, uh, uh, <laughs> and sorry, Curtis can't help you either. So what is it, Nick? David Cohn. Late, great David Cohn. Ah, uh, yes. That was my second guess. Lawyer description. This is it's this is a really weird tirade from Burns because why would yeah. they hate lawyers so much, right? And there are explicit instances in later episodes where he calls on his team of of shady lawyers and he has them like stashed away in a room behind. <laughs> yeah, they're behind, behind the panel. Yes, yes. It's strange to see that writing kind of go on its go on its head. Also, the blue-haired lawyer's glasses change from black to green. Meanwhile, below the party. I love the guy Charlie Chaplin's eating a shoe. Yep. Some guys you just can't reason with. Well, I used to own a successful car company. My strategy was giving them Japanese names. You guys ever drive a tempura hatchback? Oh yeah. Yeah, I got hit by one of those. Life was sweet. Then I found out I had a long lost half brother. So the writers for this one said that if you listen closely, you can kind of tell that Danny DeVito didn't really want to. He didn't. He didn't really want to do the sequel to this. Oh, really? He did sport about it and he did it. Like, he didn't complain or anything, but you could tell. And it, like, when he was in studio doing it, he wasn't really into it like he was in season two. His performance in the first one, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, was, is still, I think, the best guest appearance so far mm -hmm. in three seasons. Very close. I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a tough one because Sting did a really good job in Radio Bart. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo was good in Lur as Lurleen. So, well, yeah. I don't know. Coming up next is our season three recap, and we'll decide the best guest. I do this for Staymaster. Did you guys ever do this with, uh, with like friends or siblings or anything like that? And I'm so sure. I'm so sure I did. Oh, it was way too heavy to do this. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever. Do you have an item in your life that you are so attached to as Homer is attached to this couch? Oh, I'm sure if something bad were to happen to my jersey collection, then. Yeah, I, I get pretty protective over my. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a rough one. What about you guys? Uh, if someone were to take my holographic Charizard out of its case and rip it and 
in front of me, I'd probably be pretty sad. If someone took my Calvin and Hobbes books and didn't, <laughs> nice. I'd be I'd be upset. I love the progress here or the de-evolution of Homer. That he has hair. Not only does he have hair, but his gut gets slowly gets bigger in all these <laughs> these throwbacks. And then he doesn't care about the Berlin Wall falling. Brilliant. Well, friend, you're going back where you came from. The curb in front of Flanders. <laughs> That's good. I need an idea. 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 See, people just do what Anki Herb does if you're yeah. really clamoring. If you're unemployed and clamoring for up, just sit on a bench and just say to yourself over and over again, idea, I need an idea, and something will happen. I think they call that manifesting. Is that what it's called? Is that what they, isn't that what oh, all I have no people, idea. Uh, those weirdos who write those books, those, those uh, like, you can dream it, you can live it, buddy type of things? Oh, yeah, or the people that do videos in front of rented Ferraris and say, this could be you. Nice little meta moment here. In the fourth wall. I missed it. It was uh, Homer saying, my life couldn't get any worse, but then nothing happens. It's like, wait a minute, what? the storyline just doesn't progress. They're just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm not signing anything until I read it or somebody gives me the Yeah, that sounds about right. It just explains that you won. Yeah, that's it. Won the first annual Montgomery Burns Award for... Uh, outstanding achievement in the, the, the field of uh, You ever feel like this in job interviews? Don't I get some kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> big award ceremony? Yeah, when you ask a tough question and they yeah. have no idea what the answer is. Or that they're like these are like awards are just meaningless awards given to people for to try to make them <laughs> sign up for it or try to make them feel happy, but they mean absolutely nothing. I still I hear, I hear like millennials it. are getting more ballsy in jobs interviews. They're asking, why should I work here? Rather than, you know, that's apparently a common question people are asking employers. Really? And now to present the award is former heavyweight champion, Smokin' Joe I do like that Mr. Burns, like, he, he did go all out for the ceremony, which probably cost more than the $2,000 he's <laughs> Yeah, and let's be real, Homer probably shouldn't have had any more kids, right? Like, he can barely afford the ones he has. <laughs> Apparently Joe Frazier really struggled with these these lines. Like, he, he just he wasn't a great reader, and they had to do it over and over again, but he didn't really get any better. Well, he's got a different talent. Yeah, hurting people with his hands. The script actually called for him to get knocked out by Barney later in the episode, but then Frazier's son's like, nah, that's not happening. Don't I would have that. liked to see how that came <laughs> to fruition. Yeah, right? You clean me out, Smoking Joe. What's the matter, Homer? Cummerbund too tight. I tried to talk my buddy into getting a cummerbund for his wedding. You lost the count. Wasn't that a... <sighs> Heavyweight championship. There's like three of those. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> there is like three of them, yeah. Well, one day you'll be walking along and you'll see a piece of furniture you can love just as much. Hey, Frazier, shut up! Barney, you've been riding my back all night. Oh, yeah? Get a step <laughs> outside! 
I love. I do love this part because this is exactly what would happen. Barney would yeah. get killed. Oh man, is that the first like blood in a non-Trios yeah. Horror episode we see? Oh yeah. Oh, good point. Like, that's quite a bit of blood to oh, really oh, violent. It hits the door. I, I do love when they do these old, like, this is definitely a sports welder thing because he's, he's obsessed with like, the 20s and 30s. So, this old timey, you know, like hobos living at the tracks type of thing. And yeah, they're around a flaming garbage can that they look like they're rated in 1928. That's definitely his thing. I love that sign gag. Only the good stuff going to Springfield. Yeah. It feels so empty, so alone, so coachless. <gasps> wow, the spine melted. Look at it go. <laughs> oh, there's Akira. I forgot he was here. Yeah, all right. I said full power. I love it. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's definitely a nod. 2001 Space Odyssey. Yep. Maybe not a massage chair, but I do want a dad type of recliner. You know, to sit, like, oh yeah, seat. you're gonna be a father soon. You gotta oh, yeah. your dad chair. And smush stuff down the sides of it, just old napkins and newspapers <laughs> from like three years ago. Just lean into it. Yeah, you need to make your own uh, your own grooves. Oh, full ass groove, yeah. A creature comfort. Marge wouldn't understand. Nope. Oh, the look, yeah, the look and the drool. Oh, that's great. Sorry, I must have the wrong house. Oh, that's where you're wrong, friend. Aren't we in luck? Today's our tithe day, and we've got ourselves a. One of the, see, Flanders isn't really a, like an overly <laughs> religious guy yet. This is like the first yeah. kind of real yeah. religious woman, right? Kind of. Although he did, didn't he annoy Reverend Lovejoy already once? He did. Yes, he did. I'd like to think her reaction is the same as, as the same as Homer's, just like, what the hell? Yeah, like, well, uh, sure, I'll take the suit and stuff. Yeah, like, what's what going on? Oh, I like I how he even it. got his hair dyed. It went from gray to brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they had some just to remain on, on lock. Yeah. This Flanders. <laughs> just steps over his body. I'm so glad to see you. We're so glad to see me. I'm sorry, Homer, but I'm still mad at you. Every word you say just makes me want to punch you. The funny thing is, like, Herb has no right to be mad at Homer. It was his own fault for letting Homer take creative control of the uh, of the Homer car. How have you been? Yeah, his business was doing fine. He got really greedy and, gosh, he bet it all on Homer. That's so he, He's also an idiot. That's I find that's like the charisma of Homer, and it's like a chaotic charisma. Is that you ever meet someone in your life you, you trust so much, but they immediately become just chaotic for the people around them? Yeah, I that's love Homer. the 
<laughs> the Merry Christmas 85 light switch. There's always that one light switch in your house where uh, you have no idea what it does. What advice would you give to a boy who will most likely become a bum? Bart embracing the bum life. Just self aware. Just so self aware. There are many multiple times. This is at least the third or fourth time in season three alone where he. Why didn't you write, Uncle Herb? Hey, if I wrote to you, what was I supposed to say? Dear Lisa, last night I used a rat for a pillow thanks to your mom. I see your point. Whether you're driving near or far, Powell makes a pow pow powerful call. <laughs> Maggie, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. You're gonna make me rich again. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. It sounds like she's gonna sell her. One, two, three, like, yeah, it really does. That was yeah, very, that was that's very ominous, yeah. Wait, yeah. You guys good at Monopoly? No. Oh, I kick ass. In I was never a huge fan of Monopoly because you know who's going to win before, I'd say, halfway through the game. You should know who's going to win already. Yep. I send everybody to the Poe House every time. Maybe we should play another game. Why are we playing games when we got two grand in the bank? Remember when Dad won the first annual Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence? Well, I think we should invest in a set of the great books of Western civilization. Look at this ad from New Republic for Kids. Each month, a new Little did she know the internet was coming. Paradise Regained, Martin Chuzzlewit, or Herman Melville's twin classics, Omo and Tyke. Wait, Marge, didn't you want to spend that money on a vibrating chair? That was your idea. I think we should get a machine gun. We could use it to hunt games, sell out things, or ring in the new year. That's how, like, 25, per, or like 25 states in the U.S. celebrate the new year. <laughs> to spend two thousand dollars to give a broken man a second chance not here come into the dining room i want to give you a 20 minute presentation that will change the world that's how prepared everyone should be yeah at least Just walking around 20 minute presentations for whatever yeah you never know who you're gonna bump into i guess yeah oh, the oh man uh, yes, i want to buy this for my desk that way, when I'm away, I can do my job. <laughs> now, this is an example of how one little idea, carefully marketed. This is the greatest invention. It is. It just keeps going. Look at him go. <laughs> this bird makes a couple appearances, too. Right? It does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best episodes when Homer yeah. himself works from home. Yes. Homer, this is my invention. Now, of course, with these blueprints, you'll have to use your imagination. <laughs> 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 it's a baby translator. It measures the pitch, the frequency, and the urgency of a baby. Imagine song. one person and doing this with no. Well, he might have some background technology, exactly but. What the baby is trying to say. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. It's kind of yeah. implied he's just a really good businessman, not an inventor per yep. se. Yeah. All I need is a couple of thousand dollars to build a prototype. You'll have your money back in 30 days, I swear. I think we owe a debt to Uncle Herb. Yeah, they kind of do. Dad destroyed him. I love that that's Bart's confidence. Right, Homer's going to get bilked I'll out of the money anyways. So may as well give it to Uncle Herb. Give me and treat me like a brother. Nope. Okay, then just give me the drinking bird. I do really want one of those birds. Let's see. What could you be trying to say? Tell you what, Nick. Come next uh, next Christmas, I'll get you one if you get 
me one, and then it will be done. That was beautiful. I'm scared. Hmm. The amplitude of the sine wave is insufficient for Burton, and this sawtooth formation is something I've never. Right, <laughs> now I bet you're all wondering what lies under this sheet. Not really. We peeked inside while you were in the drawing. <laughs> oh, nice misdirection. Well, here it is again. My baby translator. Oh. Marge, you don't have to humor me. Well, it's pretty ingrained. What do you think, what do you think Homer? Herb, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe we blew 2,000 bucks on it, when right now rollers could be needing my buttocks. Homer, could you stop thinking about your ass? I'll try, but I can't. Lavish attention on me and entertain me. Maggie, you talk! You see? It tells you exactly what's on the baby's mind. Maggie! Maggie! Where did you go? <laughs> you know, I, I imagine it was <laughs> that's so funny. I thought that like the machine that has these, it's it's limited in its responses, but it actually just responds to everything. Imagine if it was only his voice too. Like you couldn't put in a like a child's well, voice. It's just that your your like three month old baby or little girl is just the voice of like a forty year old man. Remember um, when GPSs like before they were in all the new cars, pretty much standard at this point. Remember that you could, you know, buy an external GPS for your car and you can get like Snoop Dogg to like yeah, tell yeah. you where to go. All that stuff. It would be like the same thing. Dog in a ball, yes. This radio controlled plane gives your baby the chance to fly. Just like my son here. <laughs> they never built on that. No, nope, because his son probably yeah. dies right here. <laughs> They never build the wife thing either. Yeah, I know. No. She probably she probably left him because he's dead. They do a Trios of Horror episode about his dad, but that's not canon. That's just Trios of Horror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids walk or people walking their kids on a leash. I'll take a dozen. I represent the precious baby discount stores. I'll take 50,000. I should probably do that. It'll make less. Yeah. Life easier. I already have two dogs, so. So I know it's probably copyright, but that invention you should call uh, Look Who's Talking Baby Translator. But that's hilarious. And then have John Travolta as your pitch. Actually, no. Actually, no. Back in this time, yeah, John Travolta went okay before everyone. Yeah, he was okay right, right now. Yeah. 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 Ninety-two John Travolta is different from twenty-twenty-three John Travolta. Now, Bart, I know you're too young for that machine gun you wanted, but I'm going to give you something that'll make sure when you're old enough you can still buy one. A membership in the National Rifle Association. Wow, the NRA. The thing is, I bet the NRA loved. That they were like, <laughs> I think they had no issue with this. They're like, wow, this is great publicity. Oh, free plug, yeah, yeah. I'll give you anything you want in this world. I want what the dog. I'll get you something nice. Now, Marge. Herb, I appreciate your generosity, but I don't need any gift from you. You're too late, Marge. I got you a new washer and dryer, and I sold the old ones for fifty bucks. That'd be fun <laughs> to watch. I'd bet on this. It'll be yeah. <laughs> you know what? I would love to see. Joe Frazier in that scene. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a vibrating chair in that bag for me. Homer, walk me to my car. What do I get? What is this supposed get? to be a Wizard of Oz reference when Dorothy says the same thing to the wizard guy? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think there's a journey home for me or whatever she says. And I can do the same. That's it? That's it. I see your point. 
Yeah, and then they throw asbestos in the air. Yeah, not good old Wizard of Oz. Yeah, a little asbestos never hurt nobody. Good for the lungs. Taffins it up. Homer, I bought you the damn chair. The chair is never seen again. Yep. Yeah, you can't animate that. The coach is back. You kidding me? Oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, jig- I forgot about that. I forgot about a, that. Uh, a funny. solid, solid episode indeed. And geez, the more that I think about it and the, us trying to come up with our Unky Herb storylines uh, earlier, that really is tough to kind of build upon that ending. Mm-hmm. That is such a good way to wrap it up. Unky Herb got mm-hmm. his, his money back. He did something nice for the family in return. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of at peace. I, now I'm really curious. I might have to jump ahead myself and get on the old Disney Plus and see what the heck he ended up doing in that third appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm very curious to see how they were able to build off of that. Because it, it is such a good ending. A lot of good gangs in this one. It's a very well-written episode. The storyline flows really well. There's no B-side storyline that, that you know interferes like in, in Bart's Friend Falls in Love that kind of pulls the episode's momentum down. It's just not funny in general. Um... You know, the, the writers and the, the staff said Danny didn't do as great a job or he wasn't as enthusiastic as the first time, but I thought he was still pretty good. Yeah, you, could, you couldn't tell, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, he, he was all right. He's, he still did pretty pretty well in his reads. So I, I, I think I'm going to go, um, I, I start with an 8.7. I'm going to stick right there. It's got just the right amount of gags uh, in it. Um, like I said, everything else before that, the how well it's written, Danny's performance. Uh, and everything, nice little tie-up for the Yonky Herb storyline in general for the time, I guess. So I think it's an 8.7. It's not quite an 8+. Um, I thought there were a few more gags. I guess I misremembered it in that sense. I thought I was going to go into a 9, maybe. But mm-hmm. I think the 8.7 is fair. Um, Shane, you started with the uh, the 8.5. Uh, where are you going from here? Uh, again, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, I will disagree... A little bit on the Danny DeVito side, I feel like they wrote it so he didn't really have to have a lot of emotion. Uh, I feel like he was even keel almost the entire time. Mm. Like he was just reading lines. Uh, mm. It's not like he cried or, you know, got super angry or anything. Uh, I feel like he had more range in the first episode. But yeah, um, I'm going to go with an 8.7. I'm going to increase it by by 0.2. Uh I thought it got, it was a little bit better than I initially thought. I thought there were like a decent amount of gags to keep me entertained. Um, but then watching it with both of you, I felt like, you know, that's always how it happens. It's just more enjoyable. So, yeah. That's true. You watch it with your buddies and, and things become more things enjoyable. Become Curtis, more enjoyable. yeah, you, you went, you, you were pretty, didn't have a lot of memories in general about this one. So that's why you went in pretty or relatively low, I guess I should say, with a, a B. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump it up for sure. Um, I'll give it an eight four. Um, I, I kind of agree with Shane in that you, you don't feel some of the emotion that 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 Danny could provide. Um, I, I like the ending. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a heartstrings kind of guy, so uh, you know, at any moment where the idea of the Simpson family. And Herb calling him his brother and, and can do so forever is, is always is always nice to me. Um, mm. I, I still don't understand why they they, they painted 
Maggie supporting Herb in his invention as so sinister, as so ominous. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that was really strange to me. Like, um, and I think, I think, I, if I knew more about Western civilization and who Ethan Frome was, um, I'd appreciate that gag at the end a little more. But no, overall, I, I like the episode again. Um, to see it, to see it tie tie the Herb storyline. And to leave Homer, to if you again before you dive into Disney Plus, to leave Homer with the satisfaction that he has that brother in the world, I think is something that he would appreciate for a long time. So yeah, I think it, like for me, The Simpsons was always about a family, a family theme, and I think it really calls back to that. So I'll give it an eight four. Right, I, that's those are all you know, uh, pretty fair points. Um, I think we're all kind of in the same territory. You know what? I think Shane, I'm, I'm thinking more of your point in that. I think you're right. They gave it to Danny so that he, he just really could just, you know, do his read and get it over with. They could have him back. He, he was good, but like, you're right. There wasn't really a whole range of emotions. He was kind of flat the whole episode. And maybe they could have, and like, like you pointed out, Curtis, they kind of missed on that whole ominous thing when he's, talking to Maggie, it kind of feels a little bit weird. So yeah, I, I kind of get where you guys are going with that. Uh, this episode was packed with some um, some pretty good gags throughout. It seemed like there was a, a good stream of, of gags um, coming at you. Uh, it wasn't, you know, hit or miss for chunks of time. It was pretty consistent. Uh, Curtis, start us off. Your favorite gag in this one. Oh, man. Um, the Joe Frazier fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just, I, I want to know why Barney was vexing him so hard, and um, and, and Shane's right. Like, was that the first instance of blood kind of outside of a treehouse of horror? So, just the the fact that that Moe's Tavern just houses that kind of environment at a, all the yeah. time is just is perfect. <laughs> you really never know what's going to happen at Moe's, and this is another instance already early in the in the show's run of that happening. Exactly, Shane. What do you got? Uh, so for view, uh, listeners at home, I usually throw on the scene selector after we finish the episode, just so we can be reminded of kind of like, uh, different parts of the episode. But, uh, as soon as I watched it, it just so happens to be a part of the scene select. It is the 2001 space odyssey, um, kind of homage or spoof gag. I thought it was really funny. I actually watched 2001 space odyssey for the first time just last year. So, it's pretty fresh for me. Um, I found that pretty funny. And as uh, someone who's been to like Lazy Boy and has wanted to buy like a chair like this, but can't really be like, oh yeah, I'm going to throw like four grand on a chair. Uh, definitely not. So that's my favorite gag anyways. How about you, Nick? I, um, that's, you just, you just got to do what I do. You just steal furniture from work and there you go. You said <laughs> instead of having to buy it from, from Lazy Boy. Um, I really, really loved, I, I'm a sucker, you know, for, um, a couple of things, right? Shane, uh, misdirections, nonsense, explosions, uh, and, and kind of random humor. The beginning of this episode, I had completely forgot that this episode starts this way where Homer and Lenny are in line and the conversation that they have about, oh, I forgot the physical, he forgot his underpants. Can I bore yours? Nah. Like the, I, I just loved Homer's delivery in that. And the fact that Lenny would ask to borrow somebody else's underpants who would then be stuck without underpants for said physical. Oh man. I, I, I loved that moment. That is, uh, 
it's, it's, it's classic nonsense. Very well done nonsense that I love. So that gets my favor for this one. So that's it for season three. Um, we had our buddy Curtis join us for this one. Hopefully he'll be back for another episode definitely. in season four. Curtis, you're going to be back for another episode in season four? Most definitely. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Wonderful. We're, we're glad to have you. and Absolutely. And, uh, glad to share in your shared experience that Shane and I and probably <laughs> thousands of us had in watching Simpsons on CBC and Omni growing up uh, during dinner time. And uh, coming up in the next episode, Shane and I are going to have our season three recap where uh, we're going to take a look at the best episodes, worst episodes, the Jeff Dunham Award for Best Gay. That's my boy, Jeff. The, the worst comedian there is, but he's still making a living. Somehow. Uh, all those, uh, and then even a new category with best guest star, because we had many, many guest stars uh, in season three. So that one will be fun. But before we get to the season three recap, there's plug time. Shane, take it away with them plugs. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EBE. Uh, on the recap show, actually, we'll be doing uh, some visual stuff. I'm just going to, you know, it might involve memes. I'm just going to tease that a little bit. Um, but yeah, you have to watch the recap episode for that. But to get the visual on that, you're going to have to look at us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EBE. But Nick does all sorts of cool stuff on there. So go check that out. And a lot of you are listening to us on Spotify, most of you, I would say. So please follow us and rate us. And if you want to donate a couple bucks to Nick and I, there's a link in the description of every episode called Buy Me a Coffee. And you can donate a couple bucks to Nick and I and we'll buy our own baby monitor. I don't know. Maybe yeah. just a regular baby monitor for you. Yeah, that's coming up. Um, Just a regular baby monitor? My wife wants one of them fancy ones where you can see, watch, see all the action of the baby sleeping, the baby That sounds moving, like a security camera. But the yeah. Baby moving, them <laughs> sleeping, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, so... Um, but you know what? We can have two. I can, I can use the other one as a walkie talkie of some sort and get up to all sorts of shenanigans because I have the mind of a nine year old, but thank you very much, Curtis. Once again, uh, for joining us, we'll have you back in, in season four, man. It was, it was great to catch up with you. We haven't chat with a bit and, 100%. and uh, we're, I'm looking forward to whatever episode we end up watching all together in season four. Um, let's see, what is my challenge going to be for Shane? Uh, in this episode actually you know what Shane because you kept talking about it a lot in this one give me your favorite clip could be of uh, just just because of the the delivery the line or or favorite moment or something from 2001 Space Odyssey because we're on that today so give me your favorite clip from that to end this episode and we'll catch you later for the season three recap bye for now I'm sorry Dave I'm afraid I can't do that